He's trying to dethrone you. He's trying to embarrass you. He's trying to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a fuel source for you. And for me, for example, like when I was younger, and I talk about this a lot, when I played in high school, I played very angry. I feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 and the ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Farm. Oh, this can be unfiltered. We going. We go. We go. I mean, we, listen. At this point, with the podcast, we got to. Uh, you know, what I'm saying we're gonna do some. Live. We got some reorganization. Up in here. Yeah, we got some reorganization going on. But listen, I got a treat for y'all today. Listen, we they never had it, but like again, along with it is that. Uh, first off, let me give you. Let me give you the intro. All right, it's not good for you to intro yourself. Let me intro you. All right, if there's anybody that can intro you, it's gonna be me. Bring me okay. home. All right. So Taylor and I have been. Uh, best friends uh, for over a decade, almost a decade and a half. We're getting close. We're getting we're, we're close. Get, that means we're there. getting old. Yeah. All right. Um, but um, we're going to go through the whole, you know, backstory of what all those things look like um, and all those things as well is I want, there's so many stories that I think will come up and also to be interesting podcast wise between uh, you and I uh, just going through all the conversations of so many years and so many moments. Um, But I think, yeah, I think this would be some interesting uh, things of like diving into a lot of this stuff. But in any case, Tay, why don't you go ahead um, again and just give them some of the background, some of the things that you've done X, Y, and Z there. And I, you know, and I'll I'll add some, some flavors, some things I'm sure you'll probably keep out of your, your normal intro, but go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Sure. sure. So, uh, you know, obviously grew up in Vegas, uh, went to UNLV, um, had three minors in addiction, prevention, marriage and family therapy, and uh, leadership and civic engagement. So as soon as I hopped out of college, um, started working in a women's and children's rehab center, um, had a really great time, really great experience, then moved on to uh, managing a women's sober living house here in Las Vegas, and uh, another great experience, and just kept furthering my you know, career in uh, substance abuse, substance misuse, uh, the recovery space, uh, rehab, you know, residential treatment centers. Um, Long story short, ended up working my way to uh, becoming the assistant executive director of a residential rehab center here. Um, So in total, you know, spent a good six years in mental health and in substance misuse and uh, recovery. So that, you know, landed me Ended up working on a bunch of different projects in the mental health space, which has been really, really awesome. Yeah. So, um, no, over the years, um, you've had a lot of broad um, experience on a lot of different things. Um, definitely, I think just like with anybody else, and I think, you know, really fits what we're doing as a company is how um, diversified, um, you know, everybody here has a diversity of different talents and different um, different things you're capable of doing. And so it's like, okay, well, first off, that's all great. Our audience loves that you've had all this diversified audience, you know, these things, X, Y, and Z. But, like, why the hell are you on the podcast? What are we talking about? Um, And also, too, you know, again, why um, do you bring so much value uh, to athletes and a lot of these things? And, again, bringing in. Now, I think some of the bigger things is, one, I think you have a unique um, experience of understanding, like, seeing the farm uh, before the farm, right? Just even before the farm, obviously, 
with where I was personally how, you know, kind of gravitating towards this direction. But then also with that as well is having the effect of, okay, and then the farm started and how it progressed all the way through. So you actually have a unique place of like understanding kind of the heart of the company. And then also with that as well, um, I want to dive into is, is all these different places along with that not only from a development standpoint, but also dive into uh, personally a lot of things that people struggle with with all these things as well. So um, I do want to spend majority of time there, you know, again, with I think a, a lot of that. Um, and again, what I think is like some of the bigger issues that people are struggling with uh, athletes and a lot of these things that are now becoming um, not so nuanced, I guess, maybe, um, you know, along with it. But why don't you kind of the first kind of start to Tay was back in the day. Um, you know, nobody wanted to go see us like sports psychology wasn't the, the, the it, yeah. it wasn't uh, something that people like to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't something that, you know, a lot of people like to go in depth on now it's become, you know, much more prevalent, especially after COVID and some of these other things. But once you kind of step there again, like how it used to be, how did that, you know, it used for to sure. look. Yeah, no, for sure. So funny enough, I was thinking about this, um, you know, recently because in 2012, was when I decided to um, start speaking. I was motivational speaking for you know years, um, starting in 2012, and I started my brand and was going to speak to different you know athletic teams, different youth teams, different organizations, uh, from real estate to hair schools to you know you name it. And back then, the the title mental performance was almost unheard of, right? Like it was Tony Robbins and Eric Thomas and like just these big, big names, but people didn't know them mm -hmm. for mental performance. They knew yeah. them as speakers. They knew them as a life coach. They knew them as, you know, just being a motivator. And so as of recent now, I've noticed that almost every professional sports organization has a mental performance coach or mm -hmm. a mental performance master, or a whole department, a whole department. Yeah. yeah. And it's huge. And one, I think that is incredible and it just shows how far sports have come in mm -hmm. recognizing mental health and recognizing, um, you know, the struggles that athletes face at, you know, elite levels. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no, um, you know, I used to refer to it as the invisibility theory, like, well, well, you're famous already so you don't struggle with that well, mm -hmm. no yeah there's no struggles with being yeah, you know like in the public eye yeah you no. get a big contract you're not worried yeah you make millions like, of dollars that should solve everything yeah, that's it yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it and growing up you know i had the unique experience uh my dad trains fighters and he you know was training fighters at elite levels i mean i had the opportunity to meet Olympians. you mean me for example uh, yes yeah, for sure elite. yeah yeah all right <laughs> yeah. hey don't let him fool you i was putting him in toe locks in the in, that's in true middle, in the high school okay? watch out for the toe lock <laughs> watch out for those toe locks uh -huh. but um you know i got to meet some olympians and i got to have conversations with them and i saw that they were not invincible mm -hmm. and they also had their struggles mm -hmm. and they also had identity mm -hmm. issues sometimes worse struggles than you know normal people that are you know again doing other things as well just because of the performance you know uh pressures that they put on themselves and also too and again i'm sure you'll dive in this as well is like people don't understand along with that is like okay sometimes people are elite because of traumas and things they've had in their past that they're trying to prove somebody wrong. And again, like guilty, I've talked about some of these things in, in previous podcasts, again, even with Bianca and some of those things as well. And also too, back in the day, even when Bo and I would go into some of the depths of, you know, again, like, um, 
you know, everybody has their childhood traumas. I don't, you know, I don't think there's a human I've ever met that, unless they're not aware, that hasn't had some yeah. type of. We have all you know, got a good little yeah, ace some, score. Somebody's parents said no to them when they were young, and it caused the trauma in their head, right, of not getting those things. And so, I think it's something that people run past all the time. Is like, um, you know, I I even call myself out about these things because when you when you listen to, and there's been a lot of documentaries coming out lately of some of these elite guys. Like for example, the Michael Jordan documentary. Right. Huge. Obviously, with Kobe passing in the recent years. Huge. And then right now they just came out with the Derek Jeter, you know, the captain, you know, when they just came out. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch I that one. And I, on my list. and I haven't either, but I've gotten some of the snippets and things of that. And when you listen to some of these guys talking, especially because I've done my own personal work with those things, and I know you're you know, really big in those areas as well, is you start to hear some of these things of like, for example, Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan both said they were like. I remember every single person that ever doubted me. Like it's mm-hmm. imprinted in their head. Like they use that as fuel. And I remember I used to do the same thing, but also too, it wasn't always rooted in the most healthy places. Right. Um, and my intentions and also uh, my mental health wasn't always in the, in the most best places when I was rooted from that place. It worked out again, Michael Jordan, you know, and whatever you call worked out, right. Um, right. It might've worked out for them because they had become elite. Well, there's a lot of people that have similar things, like that, um, where it doesn't necessarily work out to, you know, you be Michael Jordan or Derek Jeter or those other things. And it's something people run past all the time thinking like, oh, Derek Jeter must is so tough. Michael Jordan is so tough mm-hmm. mentally. Um, when again, like socially, for example, um, and not to go on my whole dialogue here, but again, this is one thing I noticed with like, um, I know purposely for me, I remember like I was watching a lot of Kobe clips and Michael Jordan clips. And, you know, again, um, you know, again, if you're if you're new here, maybe you haven't heard, but I'll I'll talk about my faith quite a bit. And one of the things, you know, for example, was I started going like, you know, the Mamba mentality and all these other things. And we can go down that whole whole rap, that whole route. And uh, one thing um, at one point, I was actually sitting in Jarrell's office and we were talking and um you call it the Holy Spirit, wisdom, X, Y, and Z, God, you know, universe, whatever your thing is, right? But for me, God speaking to me and saying, like, you know, again, did I call you to be like Kobe? Did I call you to be like Michael Jordan? Or did I call you to be like Jesus, right? And those are two different things. The Mamba mentality, you know, again, the people can take on these things mm-hmm. and, and, and start to idolize a certain way of how Michael Jordan walked, how Kobe walked, how these X, Y, and Z, and like, they're struggling with mental things as well, which again, could have maybe drove them to be at this elite level and maybe someone's idolizing this elite level rather than again, like a lot of people didn't like hanging out with Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't like hanging out with Kobe. A lot of people didn't like hanging out with Derek Jeter, right? Because again, they're again, along with it is like, everything's a competition. Everything is all these things. And like, you're right. There's some performance in there, but I just bringing all that back home that, yo, these guys are also elite level athletes that are struggling with some real things that you're seeing expressed in greatness and society standards. But when they're, you know, with their sports psychologist or X, Y, and Z, like, you know, there's some things in here that, you know, might not be the most healthy long-term, even though they made them great when they're playing. And you see a lot of athletes, you know, committing suicide. You see a lot of athletes, all these things when once their career is over, Right, that the same skills that might have helped them when they were playing, or the skills or mindsets that might have helped them when they're playing, might not be the healthiest when they go back into the real world. Right. And I think a lot of people struggle with that transition and unpacking so many layers that you know a lot of people don't even want to touch on to say, oh, 
Kobe might be struggling mentally or Michael Jordan might be struggling or Derek Jeter might be because these are people that they idolize yeah. and they, they don't see them as people. They see right. them as elite performers and I should try to be like that when it's not always like that. And no. you've had that experience. And you know? too, I mean, there it's that, you know, there's the saying like it's lonely at the top. Yeah. Well, it's lonely at the top, but it's, it's lonely in a lot of different areas, mm. right? It's lonely at the top in my head. It's lonely at the top in the game. It's lonely at the top at practice. Mm. Why? Because you have suddenly made everyone else a competitor for yeah. you. That guy is trying to take your spot. Mm -hmm. That kid over your there teammate, is trying to get your, friend, your contract. Your family. That, yeah. yeah. Your wife, she doesn't want you to stay late in practice. Yeah. Your husband, mm -hmm. he doesn't want you to stay late in practice. Distractions. Why are you traveling with the coach? Distraction, yeah. distraction. And then you yeah. suddenly create this reality, mm -hmm. right, where you're on an island. They don't and want me to win. You to win. They don't want me to win. Yeah, they don't want me to win. Yeah. And then, but and God then. did. And then, exactly. That's right. I heard that. But and then you start to struggle, and yeah. you have created yeah. this picture of everyone around you being yeah. against you. For sure. And now you have created that. For well, sure. No one's there to help you. Yeah. And no one's there to listen. And, and they don't understand what and, I'm going and, through. And I think that's a key point. Is that for me, like, it was a fuel source for me. And when I took that fuel source away. I did have to transition into, okay, well, what is my fuel now? Because I was compensating, for example, like you, you'll hear Michael Jordan for at one point in his clip. And again, we'll maybe we'll put this on social media at one point. We'll snag it all <laughs> together. But at one point, Michael Jordan was talking about like somebody would, let's say they're playing, right? And he's having an average game, X, Y, and Z. And someone just holds his three finish a little long in front of him. He would take that and be like, all right, I'm, and I'm turning it on. I'm going to put up 50. I'm going to put up 60, right, or whatever. You know, he's going he's gonna to use that where that little thing, right, is that's disrespectful. Now I'm going to turn my game on. Mm -hmm. And he would use anything because it is a fuel source. You can mm -hmm. convince your brain that he's trying to, uh, like, he's trying to dethrone you. He's trying to embarrass you. He's trying to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a fuel source for you. And for me, for example, like when I was younger, and I talk about this a lot, when I played in high school, I played very angry, mm -hmm. right? And that's when I played very well. Because I was compensating for my insecurities. I was compensating for how the other team would talk about me in X, Y, and Z. So I remember, for example, one game in my head, it was a summer game. I was playing our, you know, we're, I was playing at Shine High School. Our rival was Shadow at the time, right? And Shadow was like a comparable school that they're a little bit better than us, but we could beat them, right? And um, especially when my head was like, with me on the mound, we could definitely <laughs> beat them, right? I can control the game, right. all these other things. I can hit, blah, blah, blah. And... I remember that I got on the mound and I had eye black on and back, this was when Harper was coming up and I had the, the warrior, the you know, hot. two lines down the face, the whole thing, but I'm a pitcher. And at the time, <laughs> pitchers don't wear eye black, even on TV, right? You don't see pitchers ever with eye black. Yeah. That's a position player thing, right? So I was on the mound and I heard the coach in the dugout, the coach, head coach of the summer team, him go, oh, we got a, we got a warrior on the mound today. Ha 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 ha. And I was like, game on like my head was like click i struck out like 16 or something like that yeah. like i was like i was pissed like it was just like that from that point forward i'm like yeah like you're like you, that's all i needed to turn get me going forward and every and then we'll idolize that or put that up on a thing like that's it that's the type of player i want that dog i want these other things and that in itself necessarily isn't the issue but it's what i was compensating for mm -hmm. which what in reality was with that is i had developed this place where 
it was very important what that coach thought of me. Mm -hmm. It was very important what that other team thought of me. Right. It was really important that they respected me and that I, they, they gave me status and they remembered me and all these other things. And I'm now putting my worth, right? My self-worth and my confidence and all those other things like in their hands mm -hmm. when they shouldn't have that power over me. And there were some right. really mental things again. And I mean, again, I was, you know, 17 years old or whatever, 16 years old. But again, like these were real things that I had to develop in my head. And, you know, again, when I, people hated playing against me when I was younger, because like, you know, again, I don't know if like, I, I think we're like, like, like it's my podcast, say what I want is, <laughs> is that like people thought I was a douche. Yeah. Right. Because again, it was, the, I was that guy that you hated playing against. Mm -hmm. And also some people say like, and I used to say too, like, oh, but you love being my teammate. No, no, no. My teammates also hated me. I was also a douche. Yeah. Well, I was like, just going to say, it's yeah. hard to be on your team as well. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a great teammate because it was yeah. I, 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 I. And I also, mm -hmm. just like you said, that mindset also drifted into player, my teammates mm -hmm. that I had to show, they needed to see me as status yeah. because it wasn't about winning, mm -hmm. right? It was, it was about them recognizing me as a certain level of status and that, was compensating for the um, inadequacy or the lack there of status when I was growing up and I grew up poor and I grew up with, you know, we grew up with no status yeah. and I didn't have any, you know, these, these other things along with it. And um, there were some other things going on. And, and I just bring all that up to say like, okay, you see this elite performance and you, mm -hmm. you, you idolize that player on the field, but like there's a lot of other things that are going on that yeah. might be making those things. And maybe, you know, there's, we should, there's some transition and some other things that are happening that there's life beyond sport. There's like right. a, actually caring for that person that is on TV, actually caring for what they're, what's going on with them at home. Right. And like nobody, for example, like, and God forbid, God forbid, like any of these players, like nobody wants to see, like, again, nobody wants Michael Jordan to, you know, mm -hmm. hurt himself or, you know, nobody wants, you know, again, these are elite performers. We, we think of them as these things and, and there's, they're people. Right. Yeah. They're people. Well, and, and, you know, I know you've talked about a lot of different stories throughout the podcast and it's, you know, existence and, um, you know, there's been times when you faced a lot of challenges and triumphs as well. Like you, you did break your hand mm. in college, you know, yeah. you, you know, there were a lot of things that you yeah. experienced. You did mm. lose your dad. You mm. did, you know, the inevitable relationship issues. And yep. again, too, like, I'm curious to know, how many coaches you had that asked you about your mental space and where you were mentally when this series of things happened for you and your, you know, mm. college career? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, I know for me personally, uh, one, I did, it, it, uh, a lot of the little things that people like, like relationship wise, right? Like a lot of coaches, especially for men, you know, along with mm -hmm. that, I don't think that there's ever a coach that really asked me relationship wise. And I had some bigger things going. I had one coach, like, again, like, um, you know, even when I was like at Pine Bluff, I remember when, you know, relationships go stuff going on. I think my, you know, my girlfriend cheated on me with a best friend, the whole thing of the yeah. thing happened and me coming in and being like, Hey, these things happen. And he was kind of in the mindset again, how he had grown up and all those other mm -hmm. things as well of being like, okay, well, like, you know, not necessarily like, again, like it was like, I don't think that people typically at the time and also how things are developing is like coach coaches develop that skill of how to unpack that. Right? right. Because you know, what does that mean to me? Like, again, you have to know me as a player. You have to know, you know, me as a person, you got to know all these other things um, where I do want to give a shout out to the same thing too, is like when I was in junior college and I did lose my dad that my, um, 
my coaches at the time were pretty receptive and the same thing and, and were, um, you know, even my teachers at the time, like gave me some slack in certain areas, even in high school, my dad was sick multiple times throughout my life there. Like, you know, again, we made some adjustments and uh, people helped me through those times. Um, but, you know, along with it, I think that a lot of, I didn't have a sports psychologist or I didn't have, right. you know, a therapist or, you know, we didn't have a team therapist or somebody that I could go to or, you know, I, and then also too, it never was even offered or even brought up as, Hey, here's these resources. And I know, for example, you know, I was just talking with somebody this morning and now they have, you know, again, Bianca has her app, but there's also too so many apps now out there where you have access to therapists. You have access to these people for a monthly fee where Huge. you can start to, you know, take advantage of some of these resources. And I know you're like the, you know, the, the, the Omeka of coming through <laughs> with resources that people have access to that they're not even aware of. Yeah. Um, but you know, and also too, it's just like, it wasn't cost effective there, you know, there's these other things where now, like, again, you could talk to once a week with a virtual call with again some of these apps like dude, like 60 bucks uh yeah. 60 bucks for four weeks yeah like it's like there's access to mm -hmm. some of these things that like you said like at the time we didn't have apps we didn't have all these other things but as i went through these other struggles or the bigger one two out of all these things like dad was definitely tough the relationship was definitely tough well how about the little things of yo at every level i've ever played at i was the man mm -hmm. and now i'm not mm -hmm. and i'm sitting the bench and I'm hurt again mm -hmm. when I broke my hand, right? Like I'm not playing now. Mm -hmm. It was my identity. I'm struggling with these things again, as I've talked about on the podcast again, on at other points, like I did steroids and stuff. Okay. What was I taking steroids for? Right. What was the what underlying was the reason? What was the root for that? Right. And then on top of that as well. Okay. Now on top of that as well, being like now, as I am on steroids and what that is doing to my brain, and what, how I'm thinking and testosterone levels being through the roof and all these other things. I'm like, okay, all of those effects, who's like, you know, no one's there unpacking those things with me like these. And then also too, like, you know, I think hopefully everybody can remember too, like what it's like being 17, 18 years old. Um, I'm not too far away from that. You know, it's been a little over a decade now, but, um, I remember what it's like, you know, again, on, you know, trying to unpack some of those things by myself and also at a time and, 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 in my life and also too in sports where, uh, mental health was not mm -hmm. the, you know, was not something that was actively really talked about. Yeah. The, the education just wasn't there at that time. I don't believe. And I mean, even again, like I mentioned, you know, I was around a lot of elite athletes myself and I would see guys, they get injured and then they get on pain pills and then they're addicted to pain pills. Yeah. And then, you know, and that would happen in an instant, you know, that would happen in a moment. And, and again, like that guy or a girl, whoever may have just worked their entire, their entire life, you know, essentially at a comprehensive level, um, to get to this point and then they're injured and then they get pain pills mm -hmm. and then they're addicted and then mm -hmm. they don't have the resources. Mm -hmm. And then the coaches just yeah. aren't able to unpack. Like yeah. you said that the, mm -hmm. they don't have the training, they don't have yeah. the education for it. And now again, we've come so far and it's well, so nobody, amazing. And nobody helped them. And nobody when helped they, them. when they went through those things, they're right. just like, I had to figure it out on my own. And right. Blah, 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 now blah, you're and... talking about generations yeah. of not understanding how to help someone through that time. And again, you're you're a teenager. You have high hormones. You're going through a ton of different things. You're in a different state. I mean, for those of you that don't know, Joey played in like you know, at least four different places. Yeah, hundred percent. Away from home. Yeah. Away from everyone. Yeah. You know, no family. Wasn't making there. too many friends. Yeah, didn't <laughs> have money. You get me on the phone for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, so again, like being again on that island of isolation and feeling 
alone, that is a very hard place to be. Mm. And, you know, now again, we are lucky to have apps that you can text. You don't even have to hop on the phone. You don't even have to show your face. You know, you don't, it's so easy now to get that help. And you even got to, it could be anonymous, right? Like Yonkos, right? Where it's like, I don't got to give them my name. I don't have to give them a thing. They don't have to know a thing about you. I can just say, this is what I'm struggling with. I need help. I need help. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I don't need you to even identify me right now because I feel you know, again, that right. maybe the reason I wasn't reaching out in the first place, I don't want to go sit down with a therapist and tell them that I'm having, you know, these issues because again, maybe as a male, like, oh, I feel like it's weak or I feel like, sure. you know, again, X, Y, and Z or whatever those things might be, right? That mm-hmm. your mental things that you're breaking through. Um, and, and with that also being said, I do think that in some areas it can go extreme the opposite way, right? Of that, uh, there is the the piece of, okay, hey, like there is these things of going along with, you know, with it. Like, again, for, for example, just because I'm facing adversity, right? There's going to be, it's like the, someone said no to me, I'm a trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no to me when I was little and it becomes mm-hmm. a trauma, right? Okay, like, yes, you know, we also too on the same sense, and I guess maybe somebody would, you know, call, and I think it was overused the opposite way in the same sense of like, oh, we're creating all these snowflakes, da 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 Okay, mm-hmm. look, uh, let me speak to you as a coach too as well, right? Is there is a middle ground of like, yes, actually preparing and teaching skills of how to manage adversity, setbacks, and all these other things. And yes, can we stumble upon things and learn how to put a Band-Aid on things? And can we, you know, X, Y, and Z throughout our lives? Yes, but a lot of times, again, even like some of these elite athletes, some of these Band-Aids that they've created or how they've repurpose that for fuel Mm -hmm. for sport well some people are repurposing that fuel for negative things that are not for again maybe you know again obviously when it gets crazy into uh you know maybe they're uh stealing a ton and they just steal from all their friends and they steal from their teammates and x y and z or Mm -hmm. they're a bully or they blah 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 blah, and they're bad teammates right and you're like and you're you're as a coach going through well why is he acting like this and why is he xyz as a teammate well there could probably be you again maybe he's you know, something's going on at home. Maybe again, you know, these, these compensating for all these other things and all, X, Y, and Z, all those things. But all of this is attached to and not separate from um, performance, right? Sure. And and I think that's a big piece as well. People understanding is like, as I unpack these things, it gives me freedom to express holistically more who I actually am and who how I can actually perform. Um, and, you know, operate there again and that's why for me getting angry at the time was a compensation it was like almost like freedom because I didn't care about what people thought because I was so mad mm-hmm. right and then when I got in college it became I can't play angry anymore right because I got stiff I was trying to do too much it made me it made my you know movement patterns were bad I was too aggressive all these other things and I had to flip to the thing where I just have to have fun Mm-hmm. Like everything, I just got to come out here and have fun and not, and not, uh, personalize it as like, you know, uh, a vendetta when I go on the field of like, you know, like I'm trying to like, you know, kill the other team, you know? Um, and I had to switch that up. But again, that was again, another thing of, uh, I don't think I necessarily still completely dealt with the issues, but it was like a thing of like, I had a, you know, I try to stumble upon these things that happen to work when those resources and those things, like I could have handled, I could have been working on that since I was 
you know, high school or again, right. came to a facility like ours and have all these conversations and had these other mentors that, you know, again, I could have came across a lot of those things a lot sooner rather than hoping I stumble upon them and hoping that, you know, I'm navigating through the, you know, the woods by myself, basically. Right. You know? Well, and I think, too, again, you know, we talk a lot about the identity and, you know, for a player like you, you did reach a lot of titles, right? You did get good grades. You were an All-American, if I remember correctly. You did play D1. You played at a lot of, you know, really high levels and at each different I don't, I don't, state. I don't run past that. I was never an All-American, but yeah. I was all-conference, all-region. Okay, all, there we okay, go. All-conference, all, all-region. Yeah, I did. I, I did chancellor's <laughs> list, a whole bunch yeah. of, uh, of things, but I would, the All-American thing I never reached, though. I okay, was, all right. Well, keep you humble there. Yeah, yeah, keep me yeah, humble. Yeah, yeah, Chris yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But all the other titles that you got at different levels of your life, how do you think you know, did the titles affect you every time you got a different one, every time, you know, you hit a new level? Where was your mindset? Yeah, I mean, um, I think when the, the titles uh, of achieving things, I think it was good and bad. Um, it made me strive because that's what I was trying to be. For example, like I was it was a goal of mine to be all American, mm -hmm. right? Like it was written in my hat. I had the initials uh, AA in my hat, like all American was like you know, something in my head, like that was my goal. That's so that's what I always wanted to be was, you know, all American, um, when I was training, when I was doing X, Y, and Z. So like in that way, like, um, those things can be very motivating and the same thing of like, okay, like these are things, um, you know, along with it. Um, but also too, as I got these titles, one of the things that I needed, and I was talking to Jarrell about this yesterday too, is like, sometimes you need enough evidence mm -hmm. to realize something's not working or that, maybe what's happening is true, right? Like for example, um, let's say somebody, you know, uh, let's say it's, you know, drinking or something like that, right? Okay, someone drinks one day of the week. Okay, well, it doesn't mean there's necessarily a problem, right? And then it's like, okay, well then Tuesday, then Wednesday, mm -hmm. then Thursday, then Friday, then Saturday, or again, maybe it started as one drink a week, two drinks a week, three drinks a week. And then all of a sudden you're like, yo, okay, like, now I drink every single day. Yeah, now I've been happening. a bottle every day. Yeah, now, it's been, now it's a problem. It's been two months, like two months, I can't think of the last time I haven't had a drink, yeah. right? Now that evidence, right, is stacked up enough where you can be like, yo, like, what's going on? And, mm -hmm. that, and that's an extreme version, but sometimes it's like, for example, like, you know, again, like, I even like to do this even with players. Like, for example, if you're training a player, if they do something one time, like let's say you do a swing and they get it done one time. One thing I always say, anybody can do it once, mm -hmm. right? Just because you do it once, okay. But now, again, it also works the opposite way. For example, if they move, let's say uh, they're playing, for example, let's say they make an error at second base. Okay, that's one error, right? But if we go a season long and you're, you know, number two in the state with errors, Okay, well, that paints a picture of like, obviously, there's a problem here. It's not that you made one error. Right. It's that you almost led the state in errors, right? And now that pleads a case of something that we, that there is an actual issue here. And like that sample size gives me something to go back for. And I know, for example, for me, I had realized bringing that back home is that when um, I had accomplished more and more and more and more and more and more. And then was, again, it continued in my professional life, right? Then I had the right. titles of, you know, again, general manager, regional manager, oh, yep. second most profitable region in the, in the world. Okay. Yep. Again, and then I had this thing where I was searching after the next thing and the bigger mm -hmm. thing and the bigger thing and the bigger thing, right? It was accomplished, you know, things where I would get this dopamine hit of chasing after them. But every time I achieved something, the title or the thing became less rewarding mm -hmm. um, and it became empty. It's like drinking salt water. I kind of call it right? right. Like you just, you keep drinking and you need more and more and more and more. Um, 
but it's never quenching. Like it's, right. you know, and, and I think that as I did that more and more, the evidence stacked up enough because it almost worked, <laughs> you know, it almost, when I achieve things, it almost gave me a, like, it gave me moments of peace, mm-hmm. you know, it gave me moments of joy. It gave me moments of these other things. Right. But it almost worked, but it didn't. I was always left, you know, thirsty. You know, I was always left not feeling fulfilled, you know, and that it wasn't enough. I still wasn't enough. I still, right. I still didn't do enough. I still wasn't, you know, I still had haters, right? Like I was going to keep running until I didn't have haters when I, I, I actually, it works the opposite way. Right. <laughs> the more I achieved, the more mm-hmm. it became an, a never, you know, right. like I, there's never enough people to prove wrong. You yeah. Know? Well, and just like, like you say, look, I want you to do good, but not better than me. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is I started running down that route of, it was an endless, you know, process of proving people wrong. Well, the more people, the more people that knew about me and the more people I had to prove wrong. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, again, and that built up enough, uh, data, right. Or evidence right. in my head of like, again, like, okay, there's something here that like is something that I need to, you know, work through and whatever, because now every time I get a promotion, it's like, you know, again, I started getting promotions faster and faster and faster and faster. Mm-hmm. But as you move up the chain, that's not, that's not how things work. Right. You usually move up quick at the bottom because they start to feel like they start to realize, okay, you have all these skills. So for example, I shot up the regional manager. I was the first, the fastest one to ever be a regional manager with planet fitness. Um, within six months, I was the regional manager, right? Coming from no really work experience, uh, to shooting up the regional manager. Well, because I had those prerequisite skills already required and also was in a perfect situation with the company to shoot up in that way. But also too, um, I real quickly hit, hit a level where, okay, I needed to develop a lot more skills that I didn't have, but I was so used to achieving so quickly that now all of a sudden I became restless. Well, I've been doing the same thing for six months. Well, because before I got four title changes in six months. Mm -hmm. Now I haven't had a title change in six months, a year, you know, two years, and I'm getting restless. Like I need something new. I need to, I need that hit. I need that dopamine. Urgency culture. Yeah. How you're in there. I need to have those. Right. And so, um, that's where I think for the example, like the accomplishments for me, um, they were motivating, right? They did motivate me. Um, but at the same time, um, again, I more see like a bandaid and in reality had to get to a place, um, had to get to a place where I abandoned the need for a title, right. abandoned the need to be this, you know, surrendering, uh, status, surrendering positions, surrendering all these other things and being like, Hey, like, I don't need those things to feel like I'm something or to be something or X, Y, and Z. Um, and that, um, took me a long time to get there. And again, I honestly wouldn't have got there too, without my relationship with God. Like, you know, again, that's what got me those other things of being like, there's nothing that I can achieve on my own, um, that will ever be enough. Um, because again, there's a deeper thing for me, you know, now we're getting deep, but there's a deeper thing for me that I'm really trying to fulfill, um, that only God can fill and, you know, fill that space and only, you know, that the love that I need to let in rather than all the hate that I was letting in, um, because it's like that. It's like, um, I always call it like, it's like going, um, to a gas station that, you know, has really cheap gas, but you know, the gas is terrible, mm-hmm. right? And you're putting that terrible gas in your car. Or right. if you think about it, if you're really into the body, it's like having really bad nutrition. Mm-hmm. In the moment, it gives you the hit. And I'm guilty of this, right? Is it gives you the hit. It fulfills the need, right? Hey, uh, I need energy like right now, whatever. So I'm going to have this you know, energy drink or I'm going to do X, right. Y, and Z, right? Like it does give me the energy, 
but there's also a bad byproduct that comes along with it. There's a, with that energy comes all these calories with that energy yeah. comes all of these nutritional things that are not good for me. All these extra, you know, again, my insulin's levels are spiking because I'm taking in mm -hmm. so much sugar all at once or all these other things that happen. And, um, there's bad, uh, there's real consequences of choosing the, the quick and easy route over and over and over and over again. Um, and it happens, you know, again, if, uh, I'm sure I'm hitting on all these things of, again, like, especially as I started being around you and also learning a lot more from, I don't think people understand why they should, if I can recommend what I think people should really study when it comes to psychology and I've learned so much from is understanding the addict's brain. For sure. If you understand the addict's brain, it gives you so much perspective on your brain. Mm -hmm. Obviously, again, almost to the point where if you're not careful and you it's like WebMD and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I got that too. <laughs> oh, I got that too. I got that well, too. I do that. Now, and, the, and then the coming up the surface on that was realizing yep. I do have that too, just mm -hmm. not to that degree. Right. Right. And not, not, right. To the, not to the degree where, you know, again, like, you know, I'm, you know, doing meth in the bathroom or something like that, you know, to, yeah. to do whatever. But I do struggle with some of those things as too. But they, I mean, they've gotten it to mm -hmm. a place where it's overwhelmed them. Like, you know, again, it, it is now they've fed that wolf for so many years. They've fed yeah. that, you know, for so many years that all those things have happened. And again, like you'll have much more than that. But from spending time around uh, you and then also to, really studying traumas and really studying people that struggle with some of these things is that understanding, you know, what I was going through wasn't, um, my personal human experience. Like I wasn't a unicorn, mm -hmm. right? Like again, and that's like, I, I call it like the devil's lie, right? It's like, mm -hmm. he's trying to isolate you and be like, you're the only one going through these yeah. things and you should self isolate and blah, blah, blah. And this right. is, and society kind of tells you the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where everybody puts this little front on this facade. Um, and they act like, you know, they haven't gone through these things as well, or they haven't processed these things as well. And, um, I also too, I think a lot of people don't want to have the conversation because it seems like a dark combo. Sure. Right. Where it's like heavy, like a heavy combo. But in reality, um, the light comes afterwards, mm -hmm. right. Of going through it and actually addressing it and, and facing it head on and like talking about these things. And if you see almost like it's like going, it's like almost, I almost kind of see it like going to the gym, right? Like when you're at the gym, like, yeah, like there's some stress, there's some stress that's going here, not to overwhelm, but again, mm -hmm. overwhelm the muscle, it tears, right? You don't stress it enough. It doesn't grow all these other things. There is some stress there where I do have to address what's going on. There is some heaviness here, but also too, after the heaviness becomes the light feeling, the, uh, the good things that come from unpacking some of those things. And then you get, when you start, it's just like working out there. It's not the working out. It's, you, you know, what comes afterwards, the dopamine hit becomes, mm -hmm. you start doing it because you know what comes afterwards. Um, and that's what starts getting you. So again, like talking about these things, having these deeper combos, unpacking sure. these things becomes something you want to do because of what it brings you after you go through them. For sure. And you know, getting into the topic of addiction you know addiction can disguise itself in mm. a lot of different ways for sure and in a lot of different extremities and that's one of the things that i have found most common with elite athletes and people that you know have substance misuse uh it's they're performing daily with extremes right so you know, you like to go to the gym, but now you're spending six hours at the gym every day. Or some people will live in the gym all day. They'll eat their lunch at the gym. They, you know, they're they're there. That guy who's trying to make it to the UFC, like, he's in the gym a lot. And one thing I love about baseball and MMA is they're both sports of failure and getting punched in the face and getting knocked down. Mm. And 
to experience that every day and get hit every day and fail and strike out and get out and miss that ball and, you know, have that over and over and over again, that takes a lot of resiliency and you have to be relentless, right, to, to face that much failure. And that's when it becomes so important to understand how to process failure and understand what failure is to you. And like you talked about, okay, well, now you've, you're leading the team in, in errors. Mm. Well, how are you processing? Are you able to recover? And it's the same thing with fighting. Like, okay, well, can you get punched in the face and not get knocked mm. out? You know, or if you do get knocked down, like how quickly can you recover? Mm. When somebody has you, you know, in a submission, like, are you yeah. able to get out? And I think that's what translates into our life often is so quickly we can feel like we're in a rear naked choke and can't mm. get out and can't remove the arm. Mm. And that can become the elite mindset of feeling that mm. way. And like, you know, I see you in here, you put a lot of constraints. Mm -hmm. And I think that is like one of the coolest things. If you guys, you know, haven't watched Joey train, um, we do a lot of different constraints here and it's very, very cool. Um, but again, that's something that you can take into life. Like life is going to put constraints on you. Mm -hmm. Life is going to take away an angle. Life is going to give you your weakness over mm -hmm. and over and Slam over again. Door exactly. Slam the door. Down. Yeah. You know, you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. You're going to, Fate. Sometimes you went the wrong way and got to backtrack. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get injured at these high, high levels. Um, and again, it's about how quickly can you recover? How are you processing? How are you communicating with your support group, with your nearby close friends and family, therapists, you know, whatever that may be. But it's so important to reach out and voice that. Like you said, we can't let, you know, the devil get in our head and speak those lies and putting us on that island of isolation because uh, that becomes a very dark place. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think the a big thing, too, that like a lot of people, you know, miss along with it is like, you know, for example, like when the reason that we use so many constraints when we're actually in the room is it's really a brain thing, mm -hmm. right? Is constraining the brain and constraining the CNS system to respond a certain way, right? And being like, hey, I'm taking away all these other options. Like you can't do this, you can't do this. Well, then it's starting to force you to self-organize within those constraints um, to find another solution. And while there is more than one um, way of doing things, right? There's only so many ways. And again, as the human brain and how we do things, like, don't get me wrong, there's more than one way of how I can process these things and how I, you know, what route I go and what story I put behind it. But, um, you know, one of the things I talked about is one of my friends, um, their dad is a psychologist. And one of the things we would talk through um, was like, okay, like he would say, he would try to unpack this. And again, how his brain worked was getting past the story Mm -hmm. And getting into how the brain really overcame it. Like, mm -hmm. and you could put whatever story you want around it, but there's, there's science behind, um, what the brain needs to do to kick on a certain area of the brain to get, for example, when people are like, you know, like, um, I'm so focused on the breath, mm -hmm. right? Well, it's not really the, like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things that happen. Like when you, when you focus on that other system, but more than anything, again, from like what I'm looking in is like it kicks on another part of your brain, right? And cause the breath is happening now, yep. right? And so because it's happening now, right? Where, you know, you have that old saying of, oh, okay. Like um, a depression happens, you know cause you're living in the past and anxiety happens cause you're living in the future. Right. And so it brings you into a now of being like, let me be here now and, and experiencing what's actually happening here now and not drifting one way or another. And that's a skill set. And sure. also when they say it's a skill set, 
we take it a layer deeper, the reason it's a skill set is you're looking at, you know, like brain activation, right? And being like, okay, these are the patterns that this brain, you know, again, like, um, our, our brains are always responding to like stimulus. And that's why, like, for example, like what we do from a training side is so rooted in psychology, mm -hmm. because again, for me to get them to adapt, I need their brain to work in a different pattern, right? And a movement pattern, right, is really a mapping of the brain, right? It's a mapping of what the brain wants to do and what sequential order and how it goes to. And again, like, that's why when they do like, you know, obviously those like psychology studies and they're, they're mapping out the brain, they're figuring out like, okay, well, when they see this type of this, this part of their brain like super activates and lights up, right? Like yep. for example, like, um, you know, I'm sure if, like me, for example, like, yo, if you put some like sugar or something in front of me, my brain's like, do, 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 like, like, like want it. Right. Yep. And for other people, you know, again, that don't, you know, again, aren't addicted to sugar like that or X, Y, and Z, that part of the brain doesn't light up like that. You know, when they do that and again, they've remapped it to do different things and, you know, you're training yourself to do these other things. And so like, it is a skill set because you can train your brain. And again, mm -hmm. like, just like I do out here with people, you can train it to do different things. And it is a skill, right. That we can, you could actually change, which is kind of crazy to think about. It's crazy. You can. Yeah. No, neurofeedback yeah. is incredible. Um, I had the opportunity to, uh, get, get a neurofeedback mm. test done, um, put the swimmer's cap on my head and mm. tested all the things. And it was, it was really, really amazing. Um, and it's actually the point where I found out how I respond to positive affirmation. Mm. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to do it with a mentor of mine and, you know, he used my brain as an example, but that was the first time that I had realized actually how, for how long and how deep it was that I was stuck in the I'm not enough or I'm mm. not doing enough or I, you know, had so many identity issues. Right. And so positive affirmations were huge for me. But until I saw the science, until I did that neurofeedback, mm. I was like, oh, like didn't even think twice about it. Like sure. words. OK, yeah. Yeah. great. But yeah. people, again, there's that's another thing. This. Yeah, there's yeah. science behind this. My yeah. brain reacts to positive affirmation. Mm. And now, you know, since then, that's become one of my greatest tools is mm. positive affirmation. And I will journal positive affirmations. You know, for a minute, I had them all over my wall, over my mirrors, mirrors um, you know, everywhere in my car, all over the place. Um, because, again, such a small tool mm. that, you know, is sending our brain signals if yeah. we would just utilize it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I definitely think that positive affirmations are one of the, you know, most underrated, underrated tools. But for sure. Yeah, and, and um, you know, again, like uh, also in other ways, like, you know, uh, also knowing obviously seasonal and what are those things like, for example, we could also be addicted to positive affirmation. 100 percent. Right. 100%. And so like now it's like I need mm -hmm. not not like, you know, again, like with like I need you to tell me I'm doing a good job. For sure. I need you to pat me mm -hmm. on the butt. And also too, certain seasons of my life. I think what people get confused and unwrapping all these at certain seasons of my life, I might need more of it right now. For sure. You know? I might need more attention in this area right now because again, my, my dad just died or I just, you know, I've been dedicating my life to this goal for years and years mm -hmm. and like, you just blew up in my face. Yep. Right. And it's hard getting my momentum back going again and it really right. hurt me. Right. And it really hurt my ego or it really hurt these other things that I, I maybe had identity in there. Maybe again, right. I set myself up for some of these things and yo, I might need some of that um, as well, you know, and I think that's the thing is we try to put it like in a box. Mm -hmm. We try to get put, uh, put it in a box where it's like, um, yeah, well, that's, yeah, it would be bad if we did that forever. But it's like right. medicine, for example, like, yeah, like, you know, again, like if I'm taking 
ibuprofens every single day mm -hmm. because I'm in pain X, Y, and Z and it makes the pain go away. Okay, yeah, then, but like, it doesn't mean that me taking ibuprofens is a bad thing. Sometimes I just have a headache, right? And it's like, right. okay, boom, and it goes away, we're good to go. But if I'm constantly not drinking water, mm -hmm. which is what's causing it, mm -hmm. well then again, I should fix the root issue along with it, but it in itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. For and sure. that's where like, you know, again, I think along with that, because there is a lot of jobs and again, a lot of things out there in the world that are really like, you know, it doesn't even jobs, whatever you want to call it, like of uh, that are like thankless. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. And, and again, along with that is that, for example, like, um, there's a lot of things that I've had to do through my life where it's like, you know, if I was waiting and again, I think that that's what kind of prepared me was like early in my life. Um, you know, I didn't get a lot of positive affirmation back of, you know, mm -hmm. usually critiques. Right. Now there's blind spots for me that I've now had to deal with of understanding that that's how my brain started working because that's all I heard all the time. But because of that as well, I don't, a lot of times don't go searching. Like I'm not waiting for someone to come and pat me on the butt. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that does give me an advantage over again, for some, if it was flip flop the opposite way where you couldn't do anything without somebody sitting there and patting you on the butt every step mm -hmm. of the way, all the way up. It's again, like a lot of things that I do, I obviously get, actually get the opposite, not positive affirmation, but negative mm -hmm. affirmation on the same sense of people affirming that they don't agree with how I'm thinking, or they don't agree with how I'm training, or they don't agree with how I'm running the business or how I'm mm -hmm. spending money or where I spend my time or whatever that might be. Right. right. And so, um, the, the bigger that need is for those other things, um, you know, again, like there's everything in between of what, how that maps out and like, you know, kind of unpacking those things of, you know, and reality, um, getting to a place of like not needing um, out external for sure things the, the, for sure you know and it's funny you mentioned that because there's one thing I've seen a trend in and I've seen it with a lot of fighters and I've seen it and I've started to see it a lot more um, in younger athletes where they constantly want the spotlight the look yeah. at me look at me look at me yeah, like yeah, yeah. hey 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 look at yeah, me yeah, look yeah. at me for sure. and you know, by no means am I saying like they're no. just chasing attention. For sure. But in a sense. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Or, or you know what I think about? It's an immature, immature brain. Think about it with mm -hmm. two. I always think about, for example, when I'm around my nephews and let's say they're like five, six years old. Dad, mm -hmm. watch. Watch this. Watch this. Hey, watch, watch me this. jump over this rock. Yes. Right. Is like you want that, especially at an mm -hmm. adolescent stage where like you really do need that affirmation and those things mm -hmm. younger. And sometimes when those needs weren't met when you were younger or whatever right. those things it are, carries in. looking for that yes. or mm -hmm. it develops later in your life for that sure. you saw someone get a bunch of attention and you were envious of those other mm -hmm. things and everything in between. Right. Yeah. Everything in between. And, 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 yeah. and it's funny because a lot of times, you know, I'll hear our elite players, they're really good in the classroom. Mm -hmm. They get great grades, you know, and I, again, I think it goes to the extremes. Like I, you know, I scholar, student athlete, student mm -hmm. comes first. Amazing. Now on the flip side of that, the athlete that maybe isn't that great mm -hmm. is usually your class clown yeah. gets in trouble, mm -hmm. gets sent to the principal office. Listen, nobody call me out like that. Yeah. <laughs> direct hit, direct, yeah, direct hit. hit, direct hit. But I think it's so interesting and I think you know, and maybe again, you know, if you had advice for that player beings that, you know, you were so close um, to that reality. So many young players now I feel like are struggling with the the look at me, mm. the watch what I can do. Yep. And it's carrying it's carrying mm. to the classroom. It's carrying yeah. it home. Uh, what what do you tell that player? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of older um uh, there's a there's a previous generation where they were so anti 
you know, like it was like this humility of, uh, they, or they, it's expressed this humility, like, Oh, act like you've been there before all these other things. Right. And again, that doesn't mean that these people weren't struggling with the same things. They just weren't expressing it or allowed to express how they were feeling in those certain ways. And now we've opened the door to allow players where they hit a home run, they bat flip and Mm -hmm. do whatever. And, and, Mm -hmm. and those achievements. And I think there is some, we got it. Like there's some careful, places that we need to go where I don't think suppressing it is necessarily the answer there. Right. Um, but also too, uh, figuring out why it bat flipping or mm-hmm. uh, yelling when you strike the guy out the, in the inning or that in itself necessarily isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but why I'm doing it could be an underlying issue of like, you know, of like the need for attention, the need for those other things to, you know, for the other team to recognize my status or X, Y, and Z and what that looks like. And I think that like a lot of people, um, really admire somebody that is very not in need right Mm -hmm. or not thirsty for that attention or these other things of being like hey this is what i do um but you can't just fake it and 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 you don't fix the real issue again you're putting a band-aid on it by acting like you've been there before which again someone said that the other day like oh i'm mad at these little league world series kids because uh they hit this home run and you know act like you've been there before and he's like someone like a peabody that you know was here on the podcast he's like bro like he's 12 at the little league world series (laughs) he hasn't been there before (laughs) and like yeah like again like there is those things of being like yo like he's just being 12 like it's okay for him 100%. to be 12 and, and, and again, be excited and express his emotions. And, you know, again, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. And yes, you are teaching this thing of like, you know, but like, you know, stop trying to make the 12 year old be an adult, right? right. Like, you know, again, 100%. there is these stages and things that they're going through as well. Mm-hmm. But my advice on the same way is like, first off, I, I might be bad in this way is that <laughs> also too, everything that got me in trouble when I was at school is a lot of my skill sets now, like I'm really mm-hmm. good at being in front of people. I'm really mm-hmm. good at talking in front of hundreds or thousands of people. Like I can do that and be okay on stage and present things and, and, and not be sitting there, you know, self second guessing myself the whole time and, and all those things. Um, I've built those skills up. Um, also too, I'm not afraid of confrontation. I'm not afraid to have co- hard conversations. I'm not afraid of X, Y, and Z. There's other things that again, like obviously I struggle with, with all those things, but I think with all of it is, there's this messy middle of figuring out um, like who you are, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I've had plenty of athletes, you know, for example, like, um, you know, a lot of times at these bigger schools, the reason that these guys are also really good, um, really good in school is because, well, to get into that school, you got to be a good student. Like you could be talented as you want. Like, yeah. you know, I know plenty of talented players that don't have the school, like don't have the grades, don't have test scores, don't have the X, Y, and Z to get into some of these schools. Like not everybody can go to Stanford. Right. Not everybody can, you know, get into a lot of these places. The acceptance rates are all different compared to what they're trying to do and what the majors are. And also, too, it's really hard to be hard, really good at baseball and do that other major as well. For there's sure. a reason why athletes pick certain majors typically. And there's the joke about, you know, majors that athletes take. <laughs> um, there's all those things together. And I don't think particularly that you need to be one way or another. Um, you know, I think Gary Vee, for example, is, uh, you know, he was talking about that the other day of like, hey, like it wasn't that. I was not smart because I didn't get good grades in school or X, Y, and Z. Just like it wasn't what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And also too, like, you know, a lot of things happen out of, yeah, he, he explained it like, you know, fear, 
right? Of, of people acting certain ways because of uh, fear of like, you know, again, um, I can't get on stage because, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of what people might think of me X, Y, and Z. Well, the people just like have no desire to be on stage. Like, right. you know, like that's just, I like, you know, again, like that's not my thing. It doesn't get me going. It doesn't fulfill me, blah, 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 blah. And like the root reasoning behind that is so much more important. So I think the bigger thing for me and what advice that I would give in that same way is like, hey, look, like you're not crazy. You're not this. You're not that. Like you're human, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're, things are happening in your life and you're responding in the best ways that you know how um, at the time. Doesn't mean it's right, right? Like there's the, there's, um, I forgot, uh, I was reading the, or, or someone said this the other day of being like, there is, um, there's, you're right. But here's the truth, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, like you're right. Like you got a piece of this, right. Mm-hmm. But there's also a deeper level of truth uh, that's along with this. And right. I think along with it is like, Hey, like, you know, every day I feel like I'm becoming more of me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm releasing more things. And again, it's not linear. Like there's, you know, ups and downs. Mental health isn't just like better and better and better and better, just like anything else right. in your life. Right. Um, there's times where I, you know, um, I'm, you know, uh, these other things are happening or I'm letting, you know, I don't feel like I'm in a good place or I don't feel as fulfilled or all these other things, right? Because a lot of people think, oh, because of what I've achieved, mm-hmm. right, in the space of baseball, that there's no way that I ever have any of these things or I ever question myself or I ever right. do that. You're like, invisible. Yeah. Like, that's not how it happens, right? And mm-hmm. the reality there is that, like, every day is like, I, and then I go back to my basics and my foundation, right? Like, well, what have I been letting in? Mm-hmm. Have I been letting in all that hate? Have I been letting in everybody's criticisms? Have I been letting, okay, well, am I also letting the love in? Am I also letting right. the things? And also, too, am I getting better at filtering a lot of that stuff and saying, like, yo, this guy is yelling at me on social media just because, like, I disagreed with his grandpa. Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't mean I'm an idiot. I just, you know, again, along with it, like, his grandpa taught it different, and he loves his grandpa. And that doesn't mean that they can both coexist. You can love right. your grandpa and all those other things, and <laughs> I can also be right, mm-hmm. right? And also, For too, sure. I could also be wrong. Who cares? Right. Mm -hmm. And along with that, that we're all on a journey and we're sharing those things and going along with it. So I think like the, you know, what I would give to them is like advice wise is like, yo, like, uh, you know, it's going to kind of sound standard, but like also too, just getting into, yeah, like, um, I read a lot. I was around a lot of people that thought a lot of different ways, very diverse being, you know, a lot of different social classes, a lot of different, um, really smart people and those, uh, those things also too. Be careful just because you admire someone. If it's Michael, even if it's Michael Jordan or Kobe or uh, Mike Trout or Mookie Betts or you know Juan Soto or all these other things, like we have this mindset that oh, they're where I want to be, so mm-hmm. they must do everything they do must be all you know all these other things, and like that's just not the case. And there's you know we're humans, we're dynamic, and we can get around a lot of things. Just because they're in the major leagues doesn't mean that their swing is the most efficient thing that you could ever swing. Just because they're one of the better hitters in the league doesn't mean that they do everything very well. Um, they do some things well, of course, right? But they're humans like anybody else, and they've mm-hmm. um, managed those trends and they've do enough things right to produce at that upper level. But there's always you know you know, like your quote kind of the other day, like I can always make, um, I can always make, you know, good, better. Um, yeah. and I, you know, there's, there's, there's never a finish line there. And so if I can, um, the, the biggest thing that I would tie back, uh, to that is having that, having that expression of, Hey, like at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, remain curious mm-hmm. and get away from judgment 
And when you can start being curious about yourself and your ideas or how someone says something or what they're teaching or all these other things is that if you can remain curious or um, with the beginner's mind, if you haven't read that book, right? If I can come into things just curious and open, right? Open mindset compared to a closed mindset, right? Is just do that with yourself and being curious about why that made you angry, why that made you upset, why that made you cry, why that mm-hmm. uh, made you X, Y, and Z, and not judging yourself for how you're responding, right? But just being curious about yourself and wanting to learn more about you rather than, well, how would I not know about me? I've been in my body my whole life and da 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 blah, blah. There's a lot about you you don't know. Yeah, explore. Yeah. And, and, and that would be mine, you know, along with it um, as well. And so that's why I, you know, too, again, like Tay, I know that you've had, you know, so many different things and, you know, just like anybody else of things going through as well is um, I know that there's a lot of resources and things like too, the things that we're coming out with as well uh, that are really going in that direction. And, um, you know, why don't you kind of start tapping on some of that stuff? Yeah, no. Um, I think, you know, one one area where you went, which is something, you know, a couple main things that I plan to focus on, well, you know, within the upcoming resources that we're going to, you know, start pushing. But, um, you know, it's the idea that things have to happen for us right now. And it's my clock and it's my time. Well, we'll have to get rid of the clock. We have to leave the clock. Right. Mm-hmm. Like things will happen when they're meant to happen. And trust the timing. Yeah. You know, um, again, like going back to our relationship with God, like it's God's timing for me, you know, um, you know, when things happen, they will happen. Uh, but again, and then, you know, another big topic that we talked about was identity. Um, you know, what happens when you're no longer an athlete? Mm. Unfortunately, we all aren't blessed to, you know, be an athlete our entire lives. You know, at some point that journey ends. Um, and so a lot of things that, you know, we're going to kind of get into and dive deep and explore, um, are human, right? We, we're not always going to need to explore the athlete. We need to start exploring the human and all the other roles that we take on, take on dad, take on mom, take on partner, take on all these different things that we need to explore. And again, when you're leaving the game, you know, there's, there's going to be a time of grief Mm. and how you know we we handle that and then also for our younger athletes you know our younger athletes that are facing the the i'm not good enough the am i going to go out and perform the you know the the low confidence the mm. self-worth um the do i fit in mm. am i cool enough mm. you know all of that i think i think the biggest one uh nowadays too is people uh idolizing division one for sure you know for sure and if i don't get there oh or no pro baseball yeah right and and again it's it's a, it's being okay and being able to process that right because again like we were talking about yesterday like it's it's 1% that mm. is going to get to that level mm. and that doesn't make you bad mm. if you don't get there that doesn't mean that you were not a good athlete that doesn't mm. mean that you didn't work your tail off that doesn't mean that you didn't hustle and have mm. good character and x y and z yeah it just means that there is a 1% mm. of people that make yeah. it there and that's and, okay. And also too, some of those things like, yo, I don't like to put caps on people in X, Y, and Z, but like, yo, like literally from birth, genetically, <laughs> you weren't predisposed to ever be at these elite, elite levels. Like for example, yeah. bro, if you're Taylor's height, okay, and you're trying to make the NBA. Listen, I'm 5'2 on a good day. Or, 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 or I'll, I'll, I'll take another one too. Papo used to always tell me this. This is, again, if you don't know Papo here locally, it's also my mentor, you know, from coaching, but also to um, Taylor's grandfather. But like, you know, one of the things that he used to always tell me too, um, you know, 
heavy set Puerto Rican. <laughs> and he used to tell me, he'd be like, Joey, I grew up wanting to be a jockey. I just genetically wasn't set up. Like I was probably never going to be a jockey. Right. And, and, and he could have worked his tail off and all those other For things. Sure. And again, it doesn't mean on that same sense that I've, okay, if I don't make it to this level, then I've failed. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yo, you might have maxed out your capacity. And I, I sure. think that don't get me wrong. Like, um, I think I probably had, I always think that there's a little bit more in the tank and mm-hmm. maybe some better information, what I could have done or this or that. But at the same time, for like how athletic I was and some of these other things and like the time and things I put in with what I did have and all this stuff, like I think I came closer than a lot of people of maxing out my capacity Absolutely. of what I could have done. Um, but also too, like I don't regret any of those things. And the, and the, the other thing before I throw back to you resources is the other things I would say like advice wise is I was um, literally said that this morning when I was when I was praying was that like that I just trust God and be where my feet are, mm-hmm. right? Like some of those skills, like we want yeah. skills, like for example, like I might want, you know, bigger biceps. I might want, uh, you know, to bat 500. I might want to do the X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, like if I want those things, X, Y, and Z, to do that and want those results, like I need to be where I am, right? right? And learn the lessons that I'm currently right in front of me that I should be learning um, that I'm not. Right. And, and because of that, I'm so living in the future or living in the past or what I didn't do or what I should be doing or whatever those things are. I'm not learning right now. And, and so I, I give the example uh, yesterday was like, hey, like, dude, like my dog, Bane, you know, I'm like the Bane could stand up and sit there and <laughs> run and chase his tail for hours and hours yeah. and hours. And he worked really hard, but mm-hmm. his goal was to get to California <laughs> and he didn't go anywhere, but stay in the bedroom uh, yeah. because you're sitting there running in circles. Right. And again, it, and some of those circles are, you know, living in my past or living in my future. Mm-hmm. When in reality, if I just was where I was and understood what it was going to take to get to these other places and sat sure. in my season and trusted what God had for me in this season right now, right? So that he could develop these skills in there, develop my character, develop my mindset, develop these things. And again, instead of looking at my past, and this is a place that I grew to is instead of looking at my past as, um, detrimental, Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I grew up. Those were my advantages. Mm-hmm. God put those things in my life. He developed those things. For example, if God didn't develop in me, there isn't a perfect person. There isn't, oh, I should have all these other skills. We all have different skills. We all have, a, there is a general level of mental health and all these other things, but we are unique in that same way that my adaptation of growing up and not getting that affirmation is why I can do what I do now is because I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Right. Where Someone else might have grown up with a ton of affirmation, right? And then now when they stop getting it, they might be really skilled at a lot of other things, but they weren't built out to be a Navy SEAL or they weren't yeah. built out to be this elite athlete that can operate at that level. And we all have different purposes and serve different things. For sure. um, and I, and the last thing um, that I said to someone the other day too is like, look, someone can be a mentor in one area of your life and not another, mm-hmm. right? For example, you could look at... Um, Kobe Bryant, you could look at Michael Jordan, you could look at Mike Trout and all these other things and you could look to them and go, wow, like I really admire how they perform, how they show up every day, how they do X, Y, and Z. But again, maybe spiritually, maybe how they are with their family, maybe how are all these other things? Like maybe those things are not areas that I look to them for because for sure. you know, they're, they, they're, that's an area that again, I it may be, might be someone that's not, it might just be my yeah. dad that I look up to for that or my friend or whatever that is. And I think that that's an, an area is like too often the brain wants to make things white and black and bipolar or, um, you know, it, it's, it's a, um, there's, uh, there's another word, um, 
binary is that we want to like our brain wants to make things binary what's like this way or that way mm -hmm. when in reality you know it's like you go throughout life and you take p bits and pieces of everything and all these experiences and then it creates uniquely your experience and your sure. experience uh, as a human here on earth and um we all have a unique role to play for sure you know that's unique to you so instead of because that's a slippery slope sorry to go down that route but it's a slippery slope as well to always be thinking of everything I'm not mm -hmm. right. And, Oh, well, I, you know, I don't need uh, affirmation from all these other people. So again, at times guilty, it can get me, uh, I can lean towards arrogance, mm -hmm. right? Because like, well, what did you think I needed your opinion or you to approve of what I'm saying? Right. And I've, you know, again, like I've had to learn to, to balance those things of being like, it's great because it makes me do what I need mm -hmm. to do. But I, I, you know, I've kind of talked about it like, you know, exactly like let's say maybe this is also a slippery slope because of, you know, politics right now, but I'll go there in the, in the sense of, yo, like it takes a little bit of arrogance to be the president of the United States, like leader of the few, the, the mm -hmm. free world. And I know so much <laughs> and so in so many different areas that I'm the one that should be leading. Mm -hmm. Right. You need a little bit of, you know, like right. that, that, that you need to walk and be able to think like, Hey, I'm not really where I can silence all that noise. Mm -hmm. I can silence all that noise because I'm walking in that, in that space. And you could also tie into there. It either takes some, a, a, a little mixture of a potion, mm -hmm. arrogance with a whole bunch of humility, right? Right. To go the opposite way as well. And sometimes we can mistake deeper levels of humility for arrogance and mm -hmm. the sense of like, Oh God, you're just so arrogant walking in. It's like, no, I just. Yeah, I know I'm gonna make mistakes. Right. That's the difference. Like mm -hmm. you see that as arrogance where where in reality it's a deeper level of humility where like I know I don't know all these things and I can't control all things and I can't do all these X, Y, and Z. Right. And I can put those things out. Or for example, when I post on social media or something like that, I know everything I say and everything that we we put out and all those things, like I'm not right. I've been wrong every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Right. So what am I gonna do? Not share until I'm hundred percent right? Mm -hmm. Well, then I'm never gonna share. For sure. Because we'll never be 100% right and all those other things. So, For sure. Um, but along with that, I want to throw, throw a ball back uh, over to you, Pass. Yep. Is, uh, um, <laughs> now you got my brain moving. Yeah. Now, uh, the same thing, too, is, uh, you know, get the, get the people excited about some of the things that we will be doing mm -hmm. here in the future, some of the directions that we are going, and some of the things that you'll be heading, right. um, you know, again, along. And, again, some of these things are soon. Mm -hmm. Some of these things are now. Right. And then some of these things could, you know, over the next couple of years and like what that's going to turn into and um, mm -hmm. all of that as well. So, yeah. Well, just to scoot back a little bit again, like where you said, um, you know, being OK with like, I'm not going to be right all the time and I have to be open to failure and losing and all those things. Like, look, growing up, I'm, I've been an expert at failure. Mm -hmm. I've been an expert at not winning. Yeah, I'm good at that. You know, yeah. Like my freshman year played at Gorman. They only had a varsity softball team. Mm. And that was my first year playing. <laughs> okay. Mm. So you can imagine how that went yeah. facing pitchers. I thought that ball was going to kill me. Mm. All right. But I got out there and I still, you know, put the work in and, and played the game. Uh, also, listen, y'all, I'm 5'2 on a good day. All right. With the right shoes on. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was over at Gorman also trying to play basketball. Okay, now play JV, nothing crazy. Mm. Uh, but still, that was like to play JV basketball at Gorman was huge back mm. then. Like they mm. had a really good team that had won state, I think, like three or five years in a row. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, crazy. But, um, you know, there I was, 5'2", trying to play basketball. 
mind you guys, you know, that was that was uh, my last year of playing basketball. I realized yeah. at that level, everybody was a little bit taller than me. Yeah. But I took on softball and I played, you know, a bunch of different levels and, you know, or a bunch of different schools because I moved around a bit trying to just, you know, was chasing all these things. Mm. Um, but again, you know, I failed a lot, mm. made it into two different police academies. I'm obviously not a police officer right mm. now. Yeah. Another failure that mm. I had perceived, um, you know, I grew up doing MMA, mm. getting punched in the face, mm. you know losing a mm. lot i remember i'll never forget it my first competition i uh went against this lady she was a little bit older than me and it was just because of the weight bracket um and i had her i had her in the deepest choke you could mm. think of like i was on my tippy toes mm. or i had her in the air mm. and she didn't tap and i was like what is going on mm. like this lady is bionic mm. and again like for me mentally you know worked my tail off, made weight, did all the things, still lost. So again, you know, I'd like to think like I, you know, the reason I'm so good at mental performance now and meeting so many different realities is because I have failed in a lot of different arenas. Mm -hmm. um, I failed in front of a lot of people. I have failed, you know, for whatever that means. I define it in a bunch of different ways now that I'm older and yeah. a lot more mature um, and, you know, have grown my emotional intelligence, you mm -hmm. know, significantly, significantly from when I was younger. Um, but the reason that mental performance strikes my interest so much is because I had to tap into my own so many times in so many different places mm. in sport in life in career and I had to utilize a lot of different things and a lot of those different things is kind of what I, I plan to bring to the farm uh, which is you know a journal an interactive journal that prompts you to think certain prompts certain mm. questions that help me get out of a lot of ruts that help yeah. me get out of a lot of dark and spaces reflect and, yeah, yeah be able to reflect yeah. be able to process because again you know, I didn't always feel like expressing my emotions. Mm. You know, you know better than anybody, yeah. you know, um, when it, my family isn't the greatest at expressing our emotions. Yeah. Um, so I would journal a lot. I've always been a writer. I love writing. It's always been my escape as well as, you know, working out when I was younger. That was also another escape for me. But mm. now I'm at a place where my body has limitations. Mm. You know, I, my shoulder is not the same. My you know, my back is definitely not the same. Years of wrestling, my back is toast. Mm. You know, so I can't do all the things I used to do. So again, with that, what are my other resources? Um, so, you know, again, all those things that I plan to bring are things that have helped me, um, things that I have actually done myself. Mm. There is nothing that I will have somebody else do that mm. I haven't done and that I haven't, that I don't believe works. Mm. I think that there is, you know, people get lost in translation where, well, have you done it? Well, okay, yes. Yes, I have. I have tried this in my darkest of times mm -hmm. in a bunch of different arenas. And, mm -hmm. you know, the other thing that has helped me a lot become a high performer um, after so much failure is having a planner and putting down, you know, logging my activities, logging what my day looks like, logging, you know, whatever it is that I'm, I'm trying to focus on. Um, you know, a lot of us, when we're high for heavy thinkers right you and i were you know thinking a lot you know we have a lot of thoughts throughout the day how do we organize that um and so again that's another you know something that's going to be in you know what we'll kind of call a high performance planner of some kind mm. um but in that high performance planner you know i plan to be able to help others theme your months what's your focus that month What's your focus today? How are you going to utilize your time? Mm. How do you plan to get better today? Never mind yesterday, never mm. mind tomorrow, but what can we do growing. today? Yeah. How can we be more intentional? Um, you know, I like to remind myself every day, 
today, how am I going to show up? Mm -hmm. What are my intentions today? I literally have in my planner, if you were to look at my planner right now, you would see 9 a.m. every day, set my intentions. Mm -hmm. Every day. It doesn't fail. That's what I do. That's my time block to set my intentions for the day, what I plan to achieve. Um, and like I said, you know, I've had the opportunities to, similar to you, get promoted really fast, mm. um, get to, you know, a higher level in different work environments, um, you know, and do some different things. So, you know, that is my evidence per se um, that those things you know, they do work. They'll work mm. for you if mm. if you put that work in. Mm. Um, but, you know, in that same sense, with that same sentence, like, you know, something that they, they say in uh, in recovery in AA is like it only works if you work it, mm. you know, and if you're you know, you could get the journal, but if you don't use it, then it's not going to work. Mm. You know, you can, you know, go to your game mm. and, you know, go play. But if yeah. you didn't do the prep work and I the get, drills, yeah, I, then, I can write you a program. Yeah, I can write you a program. But yeah. if you don't do it, then yeah. that's on you. For sure. Like Cody can give you homework. But if you don't do it, then that's on you. 100%. You know, results don't come from just hanging out and like waiting yeah. for them. For sure. Right. And I think one of my mistakes growing up was thinking I'm naturally athletic. I'll be good. Mm. I'm naturally athletic. I'll make the team. Mm. And that wasn't always the case. Yeah. I was the opposite. I was like, <laughs> I always, I was always like, everybody's better than me. I got to work. Yo, yeah. my coach, my senior year, my senior year, I didn't play sports because I did too much nonsense. But the coach was so upset and I could see it in his eyes because, again, I was a natural athlete. Mm. But I, I, you know, I, I didn't, I was like so far out of mm. emotional intelligence. I was not mature. Mm. I was, you know, being yeah. a typical teenager, doing yeah. all the things, wilding out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that, you know, I had to sacrifice my senior year of playing for that. But mm. again, I do believe in God's timing and God's journey. Mm. And, you know, with, like I said, you know, getting to experience so much what I perceived at those times as mm. failure um, I do believe that gave me an edge, you know, later on in my life, now in my adult careers, um, you know, failing so much is really what has allowed me to win now. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, no, definitely. And then also, too, you know, we're going to do um, we have some uh, resources as well. Like I said, mm -hmm. some of those things are now. Right. You know, some of these things are future projects and some mm -hmm. other things. And there's a bunch of things that we also have the marks of like what we're going to do with athletes in house and also people sure. we'll be able to do with them remotely and all these other things. And, uh, also some really cool things that might, you know, some seeds that are planted that might mm -hmm. come down the road with, um, um, you know, great podcast and great yep. guests and all these things that we want to do is bring from that side and what we'll bring into farm plus of all these other resources when it comes into, again, like, uh, you know, daily videos or exercises mm -hmm. to go through or, um, you know, reflection plans or mm -hmm. like, in, like, for example, like, um, for big parts of my life, um, again, at one point I used to really, you know, write them out and all those, those things as well. Now I do a lot of it uh, mentally and I do write some of these things down as well when I do my reflections of what that looks like. But mm -hmm. having an intentional growth plan, right? Like how am I actually going to develop what skills or what things would I like the things and how am I going to get there and what mm -hmm. that looks like? You know, um, you know, who, what resources am I going to tap on? Who sure. people, it could be people, it could be journaling it could be reading it could right. be uh watching sermons it could be watching you know mental of mind speak it could be going to conferences it could be you know whatever that is right it could be you know play uh, uh, resources like farm plus it could be For whatever sure. those things are right and so we're gonna provide some of those as well but why don't you kind of tap into 
um, why don't you kind of tap into uh, what we'll be releasing with this podcast that they can go and grab as well. For sure. No, we're going to um, put together a resource and, uh, you know, by no means am I going to take full credit mm-hmm. on it. You know, I'm definitely working with the guys here on the team to make this something that can reach levels of mm-hmm. athletes, um, not just youth, not just, you know, college, but, you know, levels of athleticism and levels of athletics, um, you know, something that can be, you know, something you grab before the game. You know, just mm-hmm. a little quick kickstart motivator, mm-hmm. um, something that, again, you know, a resource that will give you something else to yeah. go to to we, complement we, we, that. We're going to get your beak wet. Yeah. You know <laughs> we we going to yeah. start doing some things. Yeah. But but even another thing, you know, another yeah. thing not to get you all too excited, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, you kind of kind of shuffled the idea into my random make, you know, one of my most popular speeches, of course, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, I'm super excited about that. It's my crash course to your goals, um, which is, you know, one of my speeches that I've done with a bunch of different organizations. Like I, you know, mentioned earlier, I've had the opportunity to speak at different schools, different uh, teams, different businesses, um, you know, that are very profitable. Mm. Um, but that crash course, you know, basically, and I'll give you the acronym just to, you know, let you know what's coming. Um, but it's confidence, research, accountability, sacrifice, and hustle. Mm. Um, and those were things that, you know, I'll, I'll really dive into in the course talking about each one, why those are important, where they come into play at what times are, you know, some of those things, the most prevalent, um, and things like that. So that's, you know, just one thing that, you know, we'll probably release here in the mm-hmm. near future. Yeah. Um, you know, but something that I'm, we got, you know, when we got solidified yeah. dates. We'll let y'all know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Let me yeah. put some love in there. Like yeah. I got to make it and with some the love. Other thing too, that we're launching here too, is going to be that other social media, which will be big mm-hmm. just as daily, you know, things. And, 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 and again, something for you guys to follow as well is, you know, uh, you know, daily things and things that, you know, you're finding that are be mm-hmm. super beneficial. Um, and then also, you know, again, if it's exercises, random thoughts, you know, yeah. uh, intentions, all those other things is just reminders. And a lot of times on a daily basis, that's what's cool about the story functions on a lot of these things is you can kind of tap on some of these things of mm-hmm. smaller things of thought, which, you know, might be, you know, for example, it might be three sentences, but that, those three sentences might be really big for your day, you know? Sure. Um, and that's why I sent the same thing too, is I, I think the same thing about, you know, prayer, all those things. Like it doesn't matter if I have a three sentence prayer for it's, mm-hmm. or a 30 minute prayer, you know, again, like, you know, God can use all those different things to shape my focus and my intention for those right. days and what that looks like. And, um, and also too, maybe I do 30, three, you know, one sentence prayers throughout the day. And it helped sure. me just stay on pace of what that is. Like, you know, God, please give me grace right now. Like, boom. Okay. Similar, you know, what sure. we use to strengthen our relationship with God, you know, for yeah. us and our faith journey, for sure. um, you know, for the person, like, yeah. again, like one of my main goals is strengthening the relationship with self. Yeah. That's huge. For sure. It's huge. It's big. Yeah. So definitely, um, in that way. And, uh, there's so many things that we'll be going through. And again, this by far won't be the, you know, last, you know, podcast that we do uh, again. And also too, I think it'd be, uh, we actually talked about, and you guys give us feedback on this. We're also thinking about on uh, the same way as being like, okay, like we have consistent podcasts where like, I kind of filter you guys through where again, not only do you guys have guests on and those things as well in different areas of our podcast, but also in ones where I sit down with you guys, where again, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to Cody, I'm talking to Nicole, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking, I'm talking, you know, maybe drill with some business stuff because I, I have a lot of people now that also reach out about wanting like business advice sure. on, on what we do as a business and how we Amazing. set things up and why, and all those other things, which is a big passion of mine that I talk mm-hmm. about a lot. Um, you guys know in-house that like business, you know, that that's a massive passion of mine. Um, 
And people are now reaching out and asking questions about why we do or how we did a lot of the things that uh, we've done. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things there of like, you know, and again, when it comes into leadership and all those other mm -hmm. things. And, um, you know, I think that that alternating uh, through all of that um, and also to like the resources and things that we'll be releasing will be really cool. So, um, yeah, definitely, too. Um, by the time we release this, we should have, again, a link for you guys to go and click inside the show notes. You should be able to go down and, and download um, the resource that Tay's putting together. Okay. Um and again, I think they'll be big there as well. And also too, um, you know, uh, most likely we should have, uh, that social media and all those things built out as well. So we'll drop those links so you guys can go and kind of take advantage of some of those things and it'll keep you up to date on all these other projects and things that we're working on yeah. uh, to push out over here over the next couple of years. Um, and things that will go in this way and you'll be like, Hey, I remember that first podcast when I heard mm -hmm. Taylor talk. Um, and it'll be awesome uh, there as well. And then also make sure to follow, uh, Taylor on, um, social media, uh, just person as well. She's always putting out a, a bunch of stuff, uh, Taylor, Taylor tip Tuesdays and all kinds of other things that, you know, she's, she's putting out all the time as well. So make sure to follow, um, her as well. Um, so you can follow her journey and, um, you know, uh, her perspective from the farm. She's also posting some funny things on stories and stuff behind the scenes. All oh yeah. All yeah. We, we, we have some fun around here. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> all right guys. Well, from us. And all of our friends and family are from the farm. Until next time, Farm System out.